Big Fluff. Buddy, where's the spatula? Okay, kids, let's go. There's just one place to go for all your spatula needs. Spatula City! Spatula City! A giant warehouse of spatulas for every occasion. Thousands to choose from in every shape, size, and color. And because we eliminate the middleman, we can sell all our spatulas factory direct to you. Where do you go when you want to buy name brand spatulas at a fraction of retail cost? Spatula City! Spatula City! And this weekend only, take advantage of our special liquidation sale. Buy nine spatulas, get the tenth one for just one penny. Don't forget, they make great Christmas presents. And what better way to say I love you than with the gift of a spatula? Spatula City! Spatula City! I'm Joel Murphy. This is Hobo Radio. With me, Lars Periwinkle. What's up, man? Hi, Joel. Hi. Hi. I I want to apologize to the audience because, uh, you know, it's been a minute since we did one of these and I, I want to admit we've been doing the shows, but I just didn't hit record. So, Lars and I have been meeting up every week and talking, but some we, of our best work. I, I, I think everyone who heard it, which is you and I, agree. That they're the best shows uh-huh. that we've done. Remember that one? We didn't record it, but remember um, that official from uh, from the Peabody's overheard? Yeah. Your, just your half of it. And he came in and said, hey, hey, you know, here's your award. And you had to say, well, it's actually not going public. Yeah. So. He was really disappointed. I mean, he was just waiting for a bus and he was like, this is great. I can tell this is uh-huh. a really good conversation. I can't wait to hear the other half. But so I don't even need to, to because I had, we had to settle for a Murrow. Yeah, which, you know, this is embarrassing because people <laughs> people come over and they're like, oh, is that a peep? Oh, oh, and then they don't, you know, I yeah, just keep it. Yeah. You keep it in the garage next to the Grammy, you know, just in the back. Yes. yes. Well, <laughs> you know, at least it's not a Grammy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. But, uh, you know, for the people, obviously, I've been talking to you, but how have you been? Um, good. It is hot, hot, hot. Also, let me tell you, I, um, myself and, uh, some friends, we went to see our boy Weird Al perform in his self-indulgent tour. And let me tell you, the guy still got it. Yeah. I believe that. That's like, I was like, I was ever going to say, Ooh, I think he's slipping, (laughs) but no, he's still, (laughs) he's still great. He's hilarious. Um, uh, and his his voice sounds amazing. He has he has really it's still as I mean he sounds like he, it's still the eighties. You know, no drop in octaves for Al for Al Bazal. How old is he at this point? He may be immortal. I don't know. I thought yeah. about looking it up after the show because it occurred to me that like oh shit he he's 
he ages, doesn't he? I don't, <laughs> but I don't, I think I decided not to accept that reality. No. And so I didn't look it up. But I mean, you know, his, his first hit was what, 1980, right? Dr. Demento, mm-hmm. 79 or 80. So, you know, you figure he's at least 60. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's wild. He, he looks terrific. He does. He looks terrific. I think he does. He doesn't age. He just got rid of the facial hair. Like that's the only. That was different. it. That was yeah. it. He lost the afro and the mustache and the glasses. Mm-hmm. He actually looks younger now. I would agree. Yeah. Yeah. Without the mustache, he looks younger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, it was a it was a great show. The band sounds great. His voice sounds great. He's he's a goddamn riot. And um, uh, the show I actually saw the show and. Um, in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, oh. there in Dutch country. <laughs> and on this tour, he's mostly doing his original songs. <clears throat> I say mostly, almost exclusively, but his encore, he did sort of a, a remixed uh, medley of his parodies. <laughs> and um, it started with Amish Paradise. And when I tell you that crowd lost their shit. Nice. They lost their goddamn <laughs> minds. That's when all the fun, because it said no pictures or recording of the show, but. That that be damned if he's singing a piece of Amish Paradise because they're is, just like that's here that's our song, which is ironic too because it's an Amish song and they're saying not to record, which you would think would not be a problem with the Amish, yep, but yep, yeah, yep, <laughs> yeah, and they were they were all Mennonites, yeah. every single one of just them in the show, out their cell phones could barely could barely hear the 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 concert over the clip clopping out in the parking lot. <laughs> I mean, you joke about that, but I do remember, remember when we shot that Star Wars video at Tony's house and we went to Pennsylvania and it was literally like there were horses and buggies that you had to avoid on some of those roads. Like they would be yes, using the road. That's true. Yeah. Didn't we also go up there to, to film something and it was in an old barn? Um, yeah, that was the, the first video that we did. Because we was did it? we did two videos for this show, like two promos. The first one oh, was right. the Bray Wyatt. Right. The Bray Wyatt one. Which right, right, I think, right. too, didn't we go to the barn and not get any usable footage? We didn't get any usable footage, and then we had to um, go to the brewery. <laughs> and, and we did a green screen. Which, yep. Yeah, because you can see in the version that was posted that it just, it, there is a barn background, but then I think pretty quickly it just, goes to the green screen because you know i think that was easier <laughs> that's right yeah we showed up at that that old weird barn and got into costumes and it was that didn't work yep so next location so so glad we drove hours yeah. out of the way now let's go back to 10 minutes from where we started and uh-huh. go film <laughs> the actual thing <laughs> yeah but yeah we did that we did the star wars one that was all yeah because tony the tony marion who um is a buddy and who's a really good filmmaker. He is based in Pennsylvania. So it was like, he was willing to do that stuff, but it was like, come to me. Okay. English. I'll come <laughs> up to you then. Uh, did, did weird Al do one more minute? He did. That's my favorite. His originals. Yep. Yep. He did one more minute. That's good. He did. Uh, he did Frank's 2000 inch TV. Sounds good. He did young, dumb and ugly. Um, I'm not just going to sit here and name the songs, but a lot of like, I want to say all but one of like, I hope this is on the playlist. Yeah. Uh, made it, made it on there. And I can't remember which one I was kind of anticipating, but I was, uh, it was very, very good. Nice. 
Glad yes. to hear it. What was that one? And God, now I'm just doing this. I know you you were trying to get us away from this, and now I'm sitting there. Mm-hmm. But what was the one um, uh, that was like about <laughs> the good old days? Those were the good old days. The years go by, the years but go the, by, but the memories stay. Because those are the good old days. Um, no, no, that one's dark. <laughs> that one is dark. He did. He like mo- he pointed out. Oh, he also did. Uh, uh the night Santa went crazy. And that I one's love that great. Song. Yeah, it's good. Um, uh, and, ch- and and he actually he actually changed the last verse in the in on um on the album on Bad Hair Day. The uh, the last verse um starts um starts with you finding out that. Um, Santa went to jail. <clears throat> he went to a federal prison, <laughs> and uh, in this one, Santa was Santa's head was blown off by a SWAT team member. Oh wow! It's funny. I don't. <laughs> I don't know why I thought this was the weird album. For a second, I thought you were going to say it went like the other way, like he gave it a nicer ending. But no, he gave it a darker. No, ending. no, no. It's darker ending. Yeah, his his songs are horribly violent. They really are. Um. Yeah, it was dark, but he did the other dark reminiscing one, uh, Larry, you know, I'll never forget about Larry, no matter yeah. how hard I try. Yeah, that's, um, he did that one, which I was uh, glad to hear. Yeah, you don't, yeah, you always think, uh, you know, you ain't, Al, well, he's family friendly and he's for kids and he doesn't curse and um, he's he's not sexual or anything, but it, like his, his songs are violent. Yeah. <laughs> really violent. Well, and also, I mean, they are like, I think Weird Al himself is such a, because he, you know, he's, he doesn't drink or smoke or like, he doesn't seem like he has vices. You know, isn't he a, he's a vegan, right? Like he, I think he's at least, at least a vegetarian. I don't know about vegan, but, uh, but he seems like he lives a very clean lifestyle and he's a very wholesome figure in our lives. But now I remember because one more minute I did that in our fifth grade talent show I performed. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lip sync of that, but it didn't hit me until years later. And there was no pushback from anyone at the school that um, I'm stranded all alone in the gas station of love and I have to use the self-service pump. Like, that's a dirty joke that I got away with in fifth grade, like performing that. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. No, yeah, but there's... No, men- no mention of jump naked on a huge pile of thumbtacks. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I burned down the malt shop where we used to go and I, you know, uh-huh. ripped my heart right out of my bare chest. Uh, uh-huh. Ripped my heart right out of my rib cage with my bare hands and then threw it on the ground and stomped on it till I died. Right. Yeah. All of that. Nobody had any... I mean, it was a different time, but nobody... There was no pushback to any of yeah. that song. Yeah. Well, I was, you know, as long as you don't say the word damn... Right. Yeah, that, but that's the thing. And I think that's why Weird Al gets away with it. There's no swears. There's no, no swear swears. words in it. So no it, it yeah. seems okay. Be, but the actual content is, yeah, either violent or sexual. Or, mm-hmm. Yeah. I think he's smart. That guy was smart. He knew how to I think do. He's a genius. Yeah. I do always find that funny, by the way. Like, <laughs> that's something where it's like, you know, something like WAP comes out and then people lose their mind and they're like, oh my God, like music is so dirty now. But then when you listen to old music, it's not wholesome. I mean, there's a song like My Ding-A-Ling. I want you to play with My Ding-A-Ling or it'll be like, you know, like the songs that are super sexual, but they just, they don't have bad words in them, but they're like, yeah, I found my thrill on Blueberry Hill. Yeah. Yeah. What's the, um, it's the Rolling Stones, right? The, you make a dead man come. <laughs> they play that on the radio. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, that doesn't mean anything else. That's not even a double <laughs> entendre. Like, 
Yeah. Yeah. I guess he doesn't say ejaculate, but 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 what else could that mean? That's not. <laughs> that, yeah. That, I mean, it doesn't mean like show up. Yeah. <laughs> you make a dead man show up. <laughs> Actually, you know what? This leads perfectly into something that I wanted to talk about. So look at that. We I didn't know that we'd do that, but. I saw a story and I thought this was uh, fascinating and I thought you would like, because I think it just speaks to where we're at with technology. So, this I saw this in Variety, but the headline is Lionsgate's fall used deep fake style tech to change 30 plus F-bombs, bringing the movie from an R to a PG-13 rating. And so, basically, this was an indie action thriller called Fall. Mm-hmm. And it's um, it's about two women who are in danger of plunging from the top of a 2000 foot tall radio tower. And understandably, if any of us, I think, were stranded on the top of a 2000 foot tall radio tower, we'd probably say fuck a lot. Like, fuck. Yes. How the fuck are we going to get down here from here? Yeah, I would just be saying that. Oh, oh fuck. 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 So it sounds like that's what they did. And, but then they sold it to Lionsgate and it was a low budget movie. So, like, they, they didn't have money to reshoot the lines or anything. So, it says that they turned to an artificial intelligence dubbing technology system uh, used by, uh, developed by London based Flawless. But yeah, in post production, they changed more than 30 F bombs throughout the movie. Into PG thirteen acceptable epithets like freaking, along with a few other lines of dialogue. But yeah, essentially we're at a point where when John McClane says "Yippee Kaye, Mister Falcon," I guess they can actually use deep fake technology <laughs> to to alter the mouth so it looks like mm-hmm. that's what they're saying. But why? Because you can't say fuck. Yeah. Because why did this, the I guess I guess they want. I guess they just wanted to make more movies, so let's make it PG-13. But it's like, I know not n- the the word fuck isn't going to make or break a movie in most cases, but it can in some cases, you know, and th- th- it kind of does, especially knowing that now you're just going to be looking for, that's lame. They ruined this guy's movie. Well, it, I, I think the logic is that from what I read in the article, they're thinking at Lionsgate is because it's an indie. And this is unfortunately true. Like in America, if you make something R rated, it limits the, the like if you're showing an indie, you're already fighting an uphill battle of right. getting your movie in theaters. And then if it's an R rated indie film, it's going to be even harder because our movie theaters are, it's, a, you know, it's a collection of various either chains or indie theaters and uh, you know a lot of people who own movie theaters are weird or religious this is also why if you get an nc-17 movie you're done that no that's pretty much it that was like what happened with showgirls no one will show an nc-17 movie and a lot of places are hesitant to show an r-rated movie especially an r-rated indie movie (laughs) that you know is going to be fighting to get people to watch it anyway so I think that's their logic, whether you agree with it or not, is just it it gives it. But then I wonder, too, like, I, to me, I think the solution is you're going to spend however much money to do this, which I'm guessing it wasn't cheap versus like, I don't just sell it to a streaming service, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. There are lots of avenues to go because I'm thinking, you know, 
like you said, you go through. I, does it? It doesn't give any allusions to what the budget might have been on this or anything. I mean, it's an independent movie, but who knows? Um, yeah, um, I don't. Probably, I can judging from the plot, it's probably CGI heavy or maybe special effects heavy or or something. But anyway, it, it really you really wonder once you go through all that to lower the rating. It you have to ask what are what are we even doing here? You know, if we're not gonna we're not gonna we're not even showing at this point the movie that the filmmaker made. And right. we're doing it just so more people can see the thing that he didn't make. Yeah. So what's the point of even trying? It was, you know? it was three million was the budget for the movie. Three million fucking dollars. Are you kidding me? Just yeah. show the man's goddamn movie. <laughs> right. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> <Jesus> Christ. <laughs> I mean, you probably spent three million to, you know, freaking. <laughs> yeah, for real. And I keep, I, I keep alluding to the man. I only assume that Scott Mann is a man, but, uh, I mean, show name. this guy's movie. He made the movie and the, like edited the movie the way they wanted to edit it. It cost three million dollars. Just distribute it. See what happens. Yeah, you know, you can make for Open Street. What if it gets a cult following? You don't know anything, but I can say that if it, you know, it lives or dies, it can live and die, live or die as the filmmaker intended it to be. You know, yeah, you know, that's a Pete. That that movie. Um. You know, I'm proud of it, but it was a, you know, it was a, it was a huge failure, but it's my huge failure. I made the thing I wanted to make. Other people didn't like it. Yeah. But now I'll never know. Would it have been good if I got to, you know, if I, people got to see it the way I intended them to see it? What's also, I mean, I don't know. It's hard not to talk about this without getting into a thing about the MPA and how dumb they are and how much I hate the MPA ratings. Because, you do? Yeah. I don't, I don't think they're great because... <laughs> they don't have any rules. Well, again, yeah, their their standards are very... all Like, they're, they're not clear what the guidelines are. And it also just... To me, the only thing that matters is, do you think a kid can watch this movie... With, you know, like unaccompanied, can a, a small child wander up to this theater and watch it without their parents looking into it or not? I feel like that's mm -hmm. the question they're trying to answer. And to me, that's a binary question. And I think if it was a pass fail, you know, print like again, G and PG, I think those are the only two ratings that you need. G means a kid can see it. It's fine. And PG means, I don't know, as a parent, you might want to look closer into this. And then make better resources available. And I think a lot of this stuff does exist of like, if you're a parent and something then gets a PG rating, you go to a website and you read, Oh, it says fuck 30 times. My kid probably shouldn't see that. Or like, Oh, it says fuck 30 times. My kid's rad. You should see that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, it says, it says fuck 30 times. I bet I can beat that on the way to the movie. Theater. <laughs> I'm going to drive there in traffic and he's going to hear double that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, like, and I feel like you were like this because I know you've talked about your dad and the the movies that he would show you. I, my parents didn't care about content when no, I was a kid. No, no. Like every once in a while, my mom tries to pretend like she did, but in general, uh, once yeah, they pretty, we had HBO in my house as a kid. Yeah, totally, totally. Yeah, they don't try to pull that shit. If I heard something like, "Well, we tried to," uh, we were conscientious of of what what you were taking in no i was i was watching total recall in 91 yeah <laughs> when i was nine so no <laughs> yeah and it's you know it, when it comes to this language stuff too um 
they say it's about context, but then it really isn't. No. Um, and then they'll they'll say it's it's about you know um, uh, protecting people, and no, it isn't. Like that, the whole system's fucked up. You know, it's I don't know. You hear plenty of uh, parents, anyways, who will um, who say they they vet movies before their kid will see it, but at a certain point, they don't want to do that anymore. Yeah, and it's like you know you know PG thirteen. Okay, so. I, I, I don't, so your 14 year old can't see a movie with curses in it because they'll say PG 13 for curses. Violence, I kind of understand more than anything else. But violence is the one that they're the least strict on. Like violence, they're the right. worst on because studios are pretty good at convincing that. And I think the worst thing that the MPAA ever uh, bought into was you can show violence, but not blood. They'll do that a lot. Like you can show people getting shot, but you don't want the squibs. You don't want blood everywhere. And it's like, so violence is okay, but only if you don't make like, if it's not real, if it's not realistic or if it's not too realistic, you know what I mean? So like a 14 year old can see a really violent movie. As long as you're watering down the consequences of the violence, (laughs) like you're making it seem okay. Right, right. You know, which again, yeah, and they do all that with the because like, look, I love Marvel movies. I think it's fine if kids watch them, but like they're violent as shit. Those they're movies. Yeah. yeah. People get impaled in those movies. Like the opening yeah. five minutes of Infinity War is pretty dark like in terms yeah. of like Loki being killed and, you know, the genocide to, uh, you know, yeah. all of the Asgardians. <laughs> yep. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, it's uh, but they don't say fuck. I mean, that's the important. Well, thing. Well, I mean, PG thirteen exists because of the movie Gremlins, and it was because of the violence. This was a <clears throat> a Christmas movie with puppets in it, and it was rated PG. And then you go to it, and you know, there's monsters being killed in blenders and shit. Wasn't it Spielberg? But- Wasn't Spielberg the one who like sold the MPA on a PG thirteen because of the controversy? Like, I think. Didn't he have a movie that came out that was the first one to be rated PG-13, I think? The first one to be rated PG-13 was Red Dawn. But I thought... Um, I feel like Spielberg the, was involved be, in getting... He was inv- I mean, he was, a, he was a producer on Gremlins. So maybe that was it, like maybe, maybe because yeah. of the fallout. Yeah, he was probably hovering around... The, it was the 80s. Spielberg was hovering around all the fucking movie shit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, and it also the the story in Gremlins about you know the the father being dying in a chimney. Oh yeah, sorry, I, I was looking it up. It be, it was because I think Red Dawn was the first one to come out, but mm. Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom was mm. uh, what got it to be created because uh, it had been released as a PG movie as well. So like it was one oh, of the, okay. it was one of the I think Gremlins as well, but but Temple of Doom oh, okay. was also. I knew there was something with Spielberg, but yeah, I think, I think, yeah, a string of movies came out that parents were starting to get pissed off about. Right, right. Yeah. And look, that is, I can see that being sort of a nebulous area, but again, it's taking, it's taking responsibility away from parents. Look, you have the damn kids. It's rated PG to say they need parental guidance. Maybe, maybe this one isn't for your kids. Maybe it is, but that's up for you to decide. And they're saying, not enough. Yeah. Not no, enough. Make no, it more clear. You decide for us what our yeah, kid can yeah. see. <laughs> and it's, um, yeah, I, I think the, the, you know, in some ways I was, I'm more sympathetic towards 1980s parents, you know, who are, who are fighting that battle. Cause again, you're working, whatever, but 
now it's you know pretty much people have access to the internet even if you're someone who doesn't have it in your house you can like go to the library and use the internet or something like it's easier to just create websites that tell you what's in a movie which to me is more valuable because i don't think the ratings mean anything and i think that's the whole point is what does a pg-13 movie mean what does an r-rated movie mean exactly like you you, an r-rated an r i don't want my kids seeing that r-rated movie because they say fuck a bunch but they can see a pg-13 movie where they can say fuck once so like you're still hearing the word you're not hearing it a bunch but you're hearing the damn word or you know at least potentially what's also i don't know what if one movie is a slice of life drama where they say fuck a million times because that's just how people talk it's a coen brothers movie but it's like um i don't know well i mean the big lebowski let's just use the big lebowski that's not like i would rather if i had a kid and i cared i would feel safer with them watching the big lebowski than certain (laughs) pg-13 movies that are super violent yeah, abs- absolutely, absolutely. My my grandmother was a school teacher for thirty five years, and she loved the movie. Uh, she loved the movie Breakfast Club, um, because one, I just think she did, and but also when I asked her about it, she said it's just a, a really, um, uh, a really accurate portrayal of the way kids are. You know, and this is coming from someone who like who retired from teaching, I think, in the early 1970s. You know what I mean? So she didn't even see the 1980s kids, but she understood kids. And it's like, yeah, that's the way kids talk. That's the way they act. And, you know, they're they're goofy and they're weird and they're gross and they break the rules and they curse. But it's like, you know, that's the way kids are. Yeah. You know, so you're going to say, well, that movie needs to be rated R because of the following reasons. There are, you know. There's allusions to drugs and um, uh, they they say bad words and also they're talking about sex and there's people making out. It's like it's but maybe maybe kids need to see a fictionalized fictionalized portrayal of some real life real life kids who are figuring shit out. Maybe it's just a fun piece of art that kids would enjoy more than adults, you know, and you're denying them that. Well, also, yeah, I mean, this all is a world where we're pretending like the average 14 year old doesn't go to a high school where everyone's talking about sex and drugs and like Uh all these things. I mean, like, yeah, no one's language is worse than when you're a teenager. Like that's we you and I were we knew each other as teenagers. We said terrible things. I don't know. Let let me let me. You don't have to answer this if you don't want to. But can you figure out about how many years you knew knew the term blowjob before you knew what the hell that was? Oh, yeah. No, it was it was definitely a few. Yeah, I don't know the exact number, but yeah, for sure. (laughs) Yeah, like I want to say mine was like three or four years. Yeah, like I heard I heard that shit in the sixth grade and had no clue, but I would definitely just go along with like yeah yeah got blowjobs am i right (laughs) i still remember always always there and uh pretty good or bad depending on what you fellas say (laughs) i mean this is probably oversharing but i do remember hearing the word titty fucking (laughs) as a kid and that one blew my mind because i was like what (laughs) like like i know those words individually (laughs) but i don't understand I can't. <laughs> Why are they together? I don't understand what that means. I know what that last word 
I know what the second word means, but I don't know how exactly it works yet. That first one, I'm a big fan, and then putting them together is absolutely confounding. Is that just, is she topless? Is that what we're saying? Like, she's topless during. Where do you, <laughs> where do you put it? Yeah, that those were definitely the questions. Does it go in? I don't even know where it goes in normally. Yeah, no, I mean, that was, again, yeah, there was a lot I didn't understand uh, and still don't, you know. Yeah, yeah, public schools, baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh man i did by the way this is a recommendation to you and everyone uh molly and i've been watching the show Southside on uh hbo max which is hilarious and i highly recommend it but awesome i got so nostalgic because we just watched an episode that was all about a spades tournament and i it just yeah i had not thought about high school oh, and how God. serious that was in our high school <laughs> so so serious so serious that i believe they banned it at one point didn't they I think so. Yeah. I just always, whenever I think of Spades, I think of James Coles, who. Yep, 100%. Like, we all do because yeah. he's a goddamn son of a bitch. He's the worst person to be losing to in that game. Mm -hmm. <laughs> or mm -hmm. beating. You either way. Yeah. You don't want to be beating him either. <laughs> He'll, he's going to make your life miserable and you won't want to be his friend anymore. Yeah. No one talks shit as well as James Coles did. No, you didn't want to do that and you didn't want to play Super Mario Kart on the N64 against him. <laughs> I told him flat out I will not play that game with him for as long as either one of us lives. That's again. smart. That's smart. I have that. So, like, there's also people I won't play Monopoly with because it got, oh, sure, sure. got dark. For me, that's basically most of humanity. Honestly, I don't. I don't. Think that game's fun anymore. No, Monopoly's terrible. And also, yeah, like, just, <laughs> I don't know. The older I get, the more, like, wait, so it's just all about, like, property and, you know, yeah. using your, you know, being a landlord. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's make everyone else broke. Yeah. By yeah. being greedy. Or uh, lucky. Yeah. Or anyway. cheating your taxes. Like, it's it's pretty funny. <laughs> or I mean, beauty I tried, contests. I went back to it. I got into it again when they introduced the, uh, your money was on a card and you would, like, swipe it or something. That sold you. <laughs> and I was like, hell yeah, let me try that. Same game, except, like, no, no paper. No well, paper. Well, that's what's funny. I love the marketing for Monopoly because they would do that. It's like, oh, it's, uh, you know, it's Legend of Zelda Monopoly. And it's like, okay. So, it's Hyrule. I see. Okay, so it's like you can buy Link's house or whatever, but it's still, still just Monopoly. Same, same thing. Yeah, it's the same thing. Yeah, it's not more or less fun. Nope, <laughs> nope. Uh, by the way, I so since we're talking about movies, I think the big thing that I do want to maybe we can see how we can do. Obviously, if you've listened to the show for a long time. We we talk about comic book movies a lot. We literally started this show by just talking about how much we loved Christopher Nolan's Batman movies for a really long time. Mm -hmm. It's it's getting weird over at uh, Warner Brothers over at uh, yep yeah. So you know HBO Max they merged with Discovery, and it's just I mean we we've talked before about. It, it, you know, it, they've really struggled. While Marvel has done an amazing, unprecedented run of comic book movies that every time you think it might show signs of slowing down, still continues churning along. Um, Marvel, I don't even know what Marvel's doing at this point. I don't even know. We're, whatever phase we're in, I'm like, I don't, I don't know what the plan is. I guess we're just saying the word multiverse a lot, but I still watch every movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> movie and TV show. I'm there. Yeah. I'm just so I will 
like I definitely with the uh, with the TV shows, the, the ones that I haven't enjoyed as much, like it, it, like I don't force myself through them. I don't just cram it down my throat. I'll be like, ah, it's 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 OK. I, I think I want to finish it, but I think I'm going to watch some other TV for a while and then maybe come back to it. Yeah, I also I feel like they've struggled a little bit with um, just the 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 episodes like four and five of at least they did this with Moon Knight and with uh, Ms. Marvel. I, I really liked both of those shows. And then it was like, we're going to pull the brakes and do some flashback episodes. And it's like, I can see why some of that stuff is interesting and more so with Ms. Marvel. With Moon Knight, I'm like, I don't know what we're doing with Ms. Marvel. I'm like, I understand why you're doing this i i get the relevance of this information but it was like a show that i really was enjoying the momentum of and then it felt like it lost that momentum when it went heavy into flashback episodes and like it it just felt like it became a different show like it felt like it reset in episodes four and five most definitely because i yeah. don't know i don't know exactly what happened I don't either. That's the thing. I'm like, this is a really fun show. It's like she's getting her powers. The, you know, these agents are trying to track her down. I'm into all this. I'm in all this stuff at the school. And then it's like, wait, what? Huh? We're like in a, we're on a train and we're doing, like, it just, it felt like a very yeah. weird detour. That very weird. It, it was almost like they wanted to, um, they wanted to put in that piece of, of history with you know with the the british colonizing that part of the world and then leaving and then you know people were divided they really wanted that piece of history in there which i i get sure yes i'm in for that but then but then it was it felt very hurried after that of like this guy's important psyche's dead this kid's important anyway she's going home now and stuff happened oh, oh, oh okay 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 i'm not yeah. sure what that was but okay yeah, it sort of felt like something where it's like, again, I agree with you. I'm, I understand why your instinct is to cover this stuff. And I think this is important stuff to talk about. And I'm always here for shitting on British imperialism, for sure. Let's <laughs> let's talk about it. But uh, I, I, it almost felt like that should have been season two or something like that's You you explore that later. Like you, you do this story that we've been doing and then down the road you get into this other story. Because it felt like a different story. I think that was my no, thing. Yeah, I'm totally with you. Yeah. yeah. I, I was really enjoying their exploration of, um, you know, Muslim culture and the, and the tri-state area and um, the way they were making jokes about, um, uh, about the local and federal government and, mm -hmm. uh, you know, the kind of their, their culture dynamic within each family and then within the Muslim community. And they're having a bunch of fun with it and it wasn't ham fisted and I loved it. And then all of a sudden, we're in Pakistan. Yeah. Hold on. Yeah. I wasn't ready for Pakistan. <laughs> well, and it was like she literally got a text at the end of one yeah. episode that was like, come to Pakistan. And it's like, oh, that's what we're doing. Okay. Uh, I mean, yeah, beginning of next episode, we're on a motherfucking plane. But no, I, yeah, she, I, I love uh, Kamala Khan, like the actress that they got. I, her family's great. Like there's so much about that show that I did really love. Like oh, yeah. I, I enjoyed it overall. But yeah, that's just my one thing. And Moon Knight. I feel like did the same thing where it's like, I'm here for the Oscar Isaacs. And then it's like, let's explain the history of these gods. And it's like, well, or not, we don't need to. Or not. We could have just, oh yeah. my God, there's so many gods. I just, just have him talk to the hippo and be in the hospital or whatever. This is, this is where it's at. Have him black out and fight some people. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that's cool. I was really hoping Dr. Doom was going to be in that fucking show. I, I, <laughs> I do remember to be you called introduced that. Yeah. So bad. Yeah. 
Uh, but anyway, sorry. Wait, look, we got we got into Marvel, and I was just saying that to say, Dave Marvel's done a really good job while DC has struggled, and it, it, it does feel like it's like the Nolan movies are great, but they were self-contained, and then they went all in with Snyder <laughs> to very mixed results, and then the, I don't know what post Snyder has been like post Justice League. It's just been a weird collection of things. But then Warner Discovery merger happens and they first announce that the $90 million Batgirl movie that has been filmed that was supposed to come to HBO Max is just shelved. They're just, it seems like it's done. It is a thing that if you spent $90 million on, why not put it like it was always meant to be on the streaming service and it's finished <laughs> it's kind of like like you spent you know you made a really nice dinner and then you just threw it in the trash like you spent hours <laughs> preparing it it's done that you didn't burn it it's not overcooked yeah 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 you just decided i don't want this anymore yeah i wasn't really in the mood for well, this I, mean, I thought the official reason was it not that uh this movie's bad so we don't want anyone to see it. I don't think that is like I I don't really think that's what's been said because a lot of what's been said is I mean, because first of all, I'd say if things are bad, it would stop you from releasing them. I'd question a lot of DC <laughs> <laughs> release. But no, it, it seems like that it what I read was it doesn't fit with the strategic plan of what the new president wants to do, which is theatrical releases. And he, it seems like he wants to do a reset because he's canceling other stuff too. And it seems like he, he's really there's focused. A, there's a plan. There is a plan. I guess it's a new thing they're trying is they're going to have a plan now. Okay. But I think okay. what, what I raised a lot of eyebrows and I think is fair is Ezra Miller has been, um, I don't even know how to. Re if you don't know what's happening with Ezra Miller, I don't, just yeah. type, just type Ezra Miller into Google and have a fun day catching up on that. But um, I think it's fair to say has had some struggles lately. He has problems, man. And they there's a, that movie that also hasn't been released. And then right after it was like Batgirl is canceled, it was like, but the Ezra Miller Flash movies still a go. <laughs> it's like, well, that feels weird. Yep, yep, yep. But but so there's that, and then this isn't even a big one. I just find it funnier as just indicative of whatever's happening. Do you know the show? I think we talked about it. There's a show that it, it was on Epics that was Pennyworth. The like, oh yeah, sure, sure. Apparently that still exists, and apparently cool. they're shooting season three. Oh but, boy! But they just released a trailer for it, and it's. Do you want to know the new title of Pennyworth? Oh, please. Oh, I'm begging you. Pennyworth, colon, the origin of Batman's butler. <laughs> because I think we all weren't watching Pennyworth because we were like, what is this? That was the issue. Oh, but, man. But hey. now, but now that you know it's about Batman's butler, I think we're well, all I in. That ought, that ought to save the day. What's what? Also um... <laughs> But I, it's funny, too, because it's like, I feel like it's solving a problem that doesn't exist, because I feel like if you know, you either hear Pennyworth and think Alfred Pennyworth and think Batman and maybe are interested in the show, or 
you hear Pennyworth, it means nothing to you. And then it's like Batman's butler and it still means nothing to you. So I don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really just what. So this is this is a show about a British man in the army. <laughs> well, I, but that's the other thing, too, right? Is so it's like this clarifying thing to I assume just to get the word Batman in the title somewhere. But then I would. So if I heard that, if I didn't know what the show was and I heard Pennyworth, the origin of Batman's butler, I'm thinking. So he learns how to be a butler. Yeah, so it's yeah, like about yeah, yeah. a British man who like goes to a gentleman's gentleman's training academy. Like, uh-huh. <laughs> um, but yeah, also fairly boring, and also no Batman. Speaking right. of speaking of things, <clears throat> Batman related that aren't Batman. Um, I had this weird dream. Um, okay. I think I had. Um. I think maybe I had some like bad seafood or something because I dreamt that they were uh, making a, a sequel to Todd Phillips Joker movie <laughs> and that they gave it a pretentious French title and then cast Lady Gaga as Harley Quinn. Oh, Weird, right? Oh, Lars. I, I woke up sweating. Lars, I don't know how to tell you this, but that was Yo. no dream. Are all those details true? Yes, every detail. That's- uh, I, do you want to take a crack at the, because I, I'm afraid I'm going to butcher the French, which is a weird thing to say about a sequel to a dumb Joker movie. <laughs> um, I don't, I don't, I don't have it in front of me. Hold I, on, I I, I'm going to go with Joker colon Foley adieu, adieu, F-O-L-I-E, A with an accent, D-U-X. Yeah. Foley adieu. This is, by the way, everyone's fault who loved that first movie and empowered Todd Phillips. You you <laughs> created a... Mo- Look, I want to be on record in case Todd is listening that, to say that the movie Old School is his opus. It's no notes. Love Old School. Great movie. <laughs> uh, but yeah, even The Hangover, the first one, highly enjoyable. Sure. sure. But... Man, all of you who went to see that Joaquin Phoenix Joker movie and... So did we, bro, we went. We talked about it at length on this show. But I'm saying the people who went and were like, this, this is oh, it. Oh, lost their minds over this it. This yeah. is, he did it. I was it. so back and forth. Like, our review of that was like, I think it had me at this point. No, that was stupid. I think it had, overall, like, sure, enjoyable movie. I just don't think it's... It was kind of really a mess. Any, like, it, like anything to get excited about it was okay it was it was fine it was yeah. a finely entertaining movie it didn't break any new ground it wasn't awesome but it was like yeah cool you made a joker movie yeah i guess yeah. it was interesting you know like i i don't know why those bankers sang send in the clowns on the the subway i i don't know why you still did the crime alley <laughs> like batman's parents being murdered yeah, yeah. I don't know why Thomas Wayne and Alfred were both giant assholes. Well, right. Um, yeah, the weird, that is a new trend that that's not the only thing to do that of like, yeah, what if Thomas Wayne was a dick? Okay, I guess. So what, like, Batman's dumb then for <laughs> wanting to avenge? It kind of reminds me, remember that Whitest Kids You Know sketch where it's just like Lincoln is <laughs> a dick? Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like that. Oh yeah, he, he he's at he's at he's at Fort Theater just yelling at the stage. No, go on yeah. with the play. No, oh man, I, this move, man, I'm scared, y'all. I can't keep watching this play. 
Oh, you done fucked up. <laughs> you done fucked up now. I highly recommend that if you've never seen it. But uh, but yeah, it was that weird thing that like, yeah, Thomas Wayne is a jerk. Um, also, yeah, the, the death still happens. I don't understand. And even in this, I don't understand because like Bruce Wayne is still going to be a little boy or Joker is going to be like 60 or 70 years old. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. I, you know, we have said before, don't your the problem is you keep trying to copy the MCU when you're, you're start you started 10 years too late and you wanted to be already where they were and it that doesn't make any sense so just be weird ass DC comics i was like i don't like all, everything they put out but i'll watch it you know what i mean like yeah make a make a disconnected batman movie and then a disconnected joker movie that doesn't even have batman in it you know and doom patrol is a, a hell of a lot of fun the harley quinn cartoon is incredibly fun that's the best like, thing they're doing yeah just right now keep do it keep doing that crap you keep like no hard reset let's try again hard reset let's try again and like now you're we're questioning we should not be questioning whether or not henry cavill is superman i hate superman Henry Cavill is a slam dunk, though. Yeah. He is a great Superman. Well, and and he, now it's like, yeah. is he still even working for them? How can that be? How do you not keep that man on your payroll? Right. Yeah. He just looks like Superman. Also, there was that whole thing with like Justice League and the mustache. But the reason he had the mustache is because he went and did a Mission Impossible movie where he was great because he had yeah. something to do. Where he was basically just a dick who, you know, reloaded his arms while right. punching people right. in a bathroom. Highly recommend that, too, if you haven't uh -huh. seen it. Yeah. Also, while we're at it, this is a bit of a tangent, but I see you, the gray man. Look, I, I love the Russos. They're great. I haven't watched the gray man yet, but I see what you did. Oh, what if we took a muscular man and we gave him a mustache and made him the dick? Like, I come on. You can't fool me. That's a McQuarrie. You did a McQuarrie. Look, look, they're really they're pushing this mustache shit. The mustache is coming back. I'm telling like every 10, 10 to twelve years, we have a few years where the mustache is back. And yeah. then it goes dormant. They're like cicadas, basically. <laughs> yeah, they're exactly like cicadas. You know, they just bury into people's faces. And <laughs> uh, but yeah, I got those were all tangents. But like, yeah, I mean, there's good stuff. I the Harley Quinn cartoon is the best thing they're doing. And I, because it ties into all this, I love that that cartoon. Like, I don't know if you're up to date on it, but they they're doing a plotline this season where James Gunn. It's you know they actually have James Gunn in the series mm -hmm. is making a Thomas Wayne biopic, and there's a scene where Batman <laughs> hears about it, and he's just like. Wait, so they're they're gonna you know they're showing Thomas Wayne's murder again? Why won't they just leave that family alone? Like they've suffered, like they have their Batman uh -huh. commenting on how many cinematic portrayals of Thomas Wayne's murder have existed, and that a plus to those writers. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a great series. Diedrich Bader is a great Batman. He always has been. Um, he was great in the Brave and the Bold. Like he's, yeah, yeah, yeah. he's 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 a great Batman. But yeah, that's and just like and if that's what you do, like I don't know if you guys wanted MCU numbers, you should have started from the beginning, like the MCU did. You know, you know how many, you know how many um, MCU characters are in the first Iron Man movie, like one, and then they allude to two. And that's it. Yeah. Let's yeah. See, I mean, let's see how yeah. many are in this Black Adam movie. Hold up. Let's <laughs> see how many there are. I'm just going to go down the list here. I, 
um, I won't spoil if people are like avoiding trailers or whatever, but one, two, three, four, five, six. Six. That's too six many. people with alternate identities in just the Black Adam movie. They're it's just, cra- they want to cram it all down your throat at once to play catch up when just, just start from the beginning if that's what you want to do. Well, and the thing too is if when they first decided they wanted to do their own MCU, when they saw that was doing well in what, like, let's say 2010, they decided okay. we want to do that. If you had put in the work then, you'd be a decade into your MCU, but you never built the foundation because every time, instead of doing it brick by brick, you try to do all in one. And yeah, like Batman versus Superman, Dawn of Justice, you have Batman, you have Superman, you have Wonder Woman, you have Doomsday. You're like alluding to Aquaman. You're like alluding to the Flash. You're why are all these characters in just do Batman and Superman, you know, like they never took the time. <laughs> no, no. You made a Superman movie and then everyone was in every other movie. Yeah. Yeah. The Man of Steel is the only one that only has one character in it. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I, the- yeah. So like that, that's over. There's no hard reset. There are like, like at one point we had two Batmans and two Jokers both in movies. You know, it's it. it I think the ship has sailed. You know, you're not unringing that bell. Um, other analogies. Well, I, so. I think we still have. I, I don't think those things have gone away. Well, I don't know if. I mean, they have a problem where Jared Leto seems like the established Joker, but nobody wants to use him. Like he wasn't in Birds of Prey. He wasn't in Suicide Squad. The Suicide Squad. You know, right, he, was, right. he wasn't in those movies there. there but then. In those movies, Ben Affleck is Batman still or isn't or he quit or I don't know. But then you have the Batman, which seems to be not in continuity with anything else. And then you also have Joker Folia <laughs> which doesn't least, seem connected you know to anything what? either. They've made a string of bad decisions and also had a bit of rotten luck. But I'll tell you one thing. One thing I think they got right on purpose and then got accidentally even more right was they re- they replaced Will Smith in the Suicide Squad. And seemingly just like did a find and replace and we're like, okay, this is a new character now, but he's that character. Like, yep, yep, yep. We yeah. we found we found basically the same character who does the same shit, but we got um a a better actor to do it and uh Maybe we'll bring back Will Smith. Nope, not bringing no. him back. We're nope. good. No. Well, in a, like, I think it's a shame, too, because Margot Robbie has been great as Harley Quinn and everything. And Birds of Prey is criminally underrated. I love that movie. Good it movie. didn't get it, it felt like it got punished for the first Suicide Squad and people didn't watch it. But it was good. <laughs> uh, it's good. The Suicide Squad, the James Gunn one is good. There's been like things that I've enjoyed. I liked Peacemaker, the TV show. I thought they did a good, you know, James Gunn that did a good, good job with that. Yeah, and look, they're not all going to be hits. Not all, not everything the MCU does is is a fucking hit. But they had such a a long run where they were good for so long that people are just going to pretty much watch whatever they have in full to decide whether or not they like it. And you don't, okay, you don't have that advantage, but you have the advantage of a lot of moving parts. And a lot of great characters and a lot of people who are 
who are um, talented artists who are very passionate about these characters and just make it, just throw it against the wall and see what sticks. You know, you're not going to, I don't think you're going to be actively losing money on any of this as long as, you know, as long as you're looking for quality over quantity. You know what I mean? Yeah. So let's just like jumble it up, throw it against the wall. This shit works. Let's make some of that shit and then see what comes of it. You know? Yeah. Also, here's a crazy idea. If you spend $90 million making a Batgirl movie, show it, release it. Like what? I mean, there was an entire campaign launched by fans and also Snyder fans, if you're listening, maybe you guys want to get back on this momentum that just demanded the release of a thing that we didn't even know existed and had to actually have some work done to get released where like Mm -hmm. release the Snyder cut was a huge thing that got HBO Max to release, to bring in Snyder and to let him finish the movie the way that he wanted to, which was better than what we got. Like, you know, they fired him, they brought in Joss Whedon, they made a worse movie and, you know, the Snyder cut was better. So those people were correct. Why not, you know, like, well, there should be a campaign to release Batgirl. It exists. It's done. It's just sitting there. People worked really hard on it. It's, I can't imagine, like, even if people are, you know, like, even though I don't think the overwhelming thing is that it's bad, but even if it is bad, like, everything, like, you guys have released a lot of bad movies, more bad movies than good movies lately. I watched Steel. Is it worse than Steel? Yeah. Who cares? Let's just watch it. And That's, I, the, yeah. the whole thing's a mess because you had... You had Marvel, and then Marvel was Disney, um, and that's pretty much w- what it's been. And this this thing was like we're we're DC and we're Warner Brothers, but then you know DC is going to have its own streaming thing that didn't work. So now we're part of HBO Max, and but now HBO Max is Discovery, and like they might put the kibosh on all the cool DC cartoon stuff, and like the. Like it has become a logistical nightmare, but I guarantee you none of this would happen if you were putting out good products consistently. And the only way to do that is to find the artists that want to do it, uh, that are passionate about it, let them do it, and then accept the final product. Right. You know? Well, and you know what? I don't know who made Black Adam, but I don't think, I, I don't think, you know, whoever was making it was insistent that Adam Smasher and Hawkman be in it. Maybe they didn't, maybe they didn't want him to be in it. You said you weren't going to do spoilers and now we all know <laughs> Hawkman <laughs> is in the movie. Thanks, Lars. Uh, I wasn't even, I wasn't even excited about that movie until I saw Hawkman. Yeah. Uh, no, I love that Hawkman yeah. is in it. But I also, yeah, you want to get people, you want to get more people like James Gunn and Christopher Nolan and look, Kathy Yan, that mo- Birds of Prey is good. Kathy Yan is a great director. I've never heard anyone say that it's bad. I just don't think anyone watched it. I just I, wanna... It had the unfortunate circumstance of coming out in mid-February of 2020. No, I think people assumed because Suicide Squad had been bad and because it was released uh, during a pandemic. I think, you know, during right at the start that uh it did, it did drop off the radar very very quickly and i think it is for exactly the reasons you say it's like there was that stigma against suicide squad and then yeah our, our attention shifted real quick yeah but uh but yeah point being i don't think people are going to want to make movies for you if you green light a movie spend 90 million dollars on it and then go nah 
Now yeah. we know it's done, but you know, like I wouldn't want to work for that place. Like if no. if the idea is like you might just shelve a movie that was finished. I would I, love to work for them. Yeah, no, but just, also I want to spend all my time and energy on something that no one will ever see. But also, uh, yeah, let, let's be clear. If you know, if you guys are listening, uh, by all means, I would love to work for you. I have, I have pitches. <laughs> I don't care if you show it. In fact, don't show it because that's part of my weird Banksy art project is I yeah. just make shit that no one looks at. Actually, you know what? Wouldn't that be kind of baller? Like if you were, <laughs> if you made Batgirl and they never released it, think about how cool you would be if you had a cut of it. Like if they have it on a hard drive and it's like, I mean, you want to see Batgirl, like you got to, you got to, it's like, uh, you got to what? What are you trying to get people to do? No, I mean, like, you have to know me and you have to get invited to my place. Nothing, nothing oh, untoward. Oh, right. uh, uh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no I'm not. No, because no. you made a gesture, oh. like, to your bedroom with your head there. And I, I didn't really. That's not. You are. That, I didn't do any of that. <laughs> I don't know where your bedroom is. <laughs> but, uh, uh, no, I, like, it, it's, Tim Baltz did that with, uh, his show what was the name of that show it just got it finally got released on peacock but his therapy mm-hmm. show that he made um which i'm blanking on the name of but what is it shrink, shrink. yeah mm. tim Baltz, like he made the show shrink and he made it for uh it wasn't quibi it was what was the other one that failed <laughs> the uh the, one of the, yeah just for CISO, mm-hmm. and then it didn't exist for a long time but he would kind of if you mentioned it on Twitter to Tim Baltz, I hope it's okay to say this. I don't know. Statute of limitations probably. It's fine. It's on Peacock now. You can watch uh-huh. it on Peacock. But like he would kind of, because I did this. This is how I watched Shrink was Tim Baltz would send you like a speakeasy style link to watch the, you know, to watch Shrink. Nice. Underground. Yeah. So it was like, I, I, maybe I want that for, for Batgirl, like a, a cool underground you know, you got to know the right people to see right. Batgirl. Sure, sure, sure. sure. I'm, I'm sure Shrink had a, a different budget. Well, also, um, I'm sure no one... There, CISO had folded. There were no lawyers. Uh, I right, imagine right, Warner right. Brothers would be way more litigious if they found out. <laughs> Slightly more litigious. Yeah, that's like... Bill Oakley's doing that, too, with, like, Mission Hill. He's been really promoting... That you can just find, uh, like, you know, 4K upscale versions of Mission Hill on sites. Because, again, Mission Hill, another show that could be on HBO Max because it's owned by Warner Brothers, which is a cartoon that Bill Oakley, Simpsons writer, made. Uh, mm-hmm. But they're not interested in stream. It just exists and they don't care. And they're mm-hmm. not releasing it. So, he he's openly telling people that you can find it. That... Batgirl movie is is not your worst movie. Haven't even seen it. I know it's not your worst. It's not it's not worse than a movie or movies that you have released in wide circulation in theaters. It's right. not. Well, and I can tell you that. One, I I totally agree with that. It's it can't be I doubt that it's worse than Suicide Squad. I'll mention that one by name. Like that movie was really bad and you still released it. But second of all, do you know how many women and men, but I mean specifically women, love Barbara Gordon, love the character of Batgirl, and are just a built-in audience for that movie if it were to be released. Like, you have people who have wanted a Batgirl movie who haven't had anything since Alicia Silverstone <laughs> like played yeah. the character who would be very excited. And I can tell you this, I haven't seen the movie... 
I saw the stills of Batgirl in the costume. Love that it's like the Babs Tar Batgirl costume. Looks great. I bet I would enjoy it. Sure. Yeah. And let me um I not look, I'm not a mathematician, but I bet you said it was like ninety eight million. Um I think, yeah. I know that I know that you I know if you released it, you would make more than zero dollars. Right. I know you would make more than zero, which yeah. is what you're making by not releasing it. Well, right. Again, it's yeah. <laughs> the 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 thing, you know, the alternatives of either releasing it or not releasing it, and yeah, either getting nothing on your return or mm-hmm. Not what you hoped for, but still something. I yeah. Again, I, I, w- I would imagine <laughs> it's probably you know they don't they don't want to do they don't want to pay f- to promote the movie because they have right. no faith in it. So they're like we're not we're not coming out of pocket. At, you know another whatever one hundred million, which is probably what it would be to promote this movie that we don't like. Well, it's that probably- no one will see, but people will see it. You dumbasses. Well, suicide pro- Suicide Squad was a piece of crap, and it won an Oscar. Yeah. Also, I watched it twice. <laughs> yeah, come on. That's the thing. I've watched every movie that DC makes. I, I'll watch it regardless of the quality if you release this stuff. Like, I, and a lot of other people will. I know. Didn't, didn't you say, like, it was a piece of shit, but I still went to go see Birds of Prey? Wasn't that you? I love Birds of Prey. Why would you say that? Oh, oh you, oh, you like that movie. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I got you. I got you. Uh, well, hey, we're running out of time, but um, when we end the show... You have a thing that you usually say, which is, what's your- Shut up and get a lawyer. Shut up and get a lawyer. And I thought we would spotlight that a little bit. And I'm going to take a moment here to help people out. Like, so say that you were in trouble. Mm -hmm. Just as an example, one thing that you could do is you could dial 1-877-743-4855. And if you were to dial that, like I'm going to do right here. Mm the Superhuman Law Division at GLKNH. Okay, this time recorded as She-Hulk. What? Yep. Wait, yep. You know they can't see me, right? Uh, okay, whatever. Yes! Your call is very important to us. Our associates are unavailable to take your call at this time, but please stay on the line to hear about our services here at GLKNH. <laughs> Have you been fined for thousands of dollars worth of damage to the city you were trying to protect? Did you accidentally create a sentient robot who got the feels and tried to destroy the world? Maybe you're an Asgardian god who leaves a giant burning imprint on private property every time you arrive on Earth. I know who she's talking about. We've got your back. Our associates (laughs) at the Superhuman Law Division of GLKNH will fight for your rights to fight for everyone else's rights because that's what superheroing is all about. But don't take my word for it. Here's some testimonials from our satisfied clients. And, and then this is where we'd include the clients, right? Yeah, like with their photo next time. Once again, phone line. They can't see us. Yeah, so I, there's been billboards all around LA with uh, 1-877-SHE-HAWK on them. And I was very <laughs> curious what happens if you dial it. So if you were also wondering it, that's what happens if you call that. Good lawyer. Yeah. I, I am excited for that one. I and also Tatiana Maslany is amazing. Yeah, yeah, she's great. Yes, yes. Marvel lawyers, Marvel lawyers. <laughs> uh, you know. So remember, question everything. Shut up and get a She Hulk. <laughs> I was really hoping you'd say that. 
Hobo Radio is a production of Hobotrashcan.com. If you enjoyed the show, please rate or review it on iTunes. Hear more great shows on the Peak Sloth Podcast Network, like this one. This is Philip. And Katie. And Bridget. And we're three friends who like movies. Especially movies of yore, when we were small and everything seemed awesome. Now we're revisiting these bright, shining beacons of our youth and figuring out if they are for real. So sit back and relax and revisit the best, the worst, and everything in between from the 80s and 90s. And find out, is is it for...